HerbMentor.com. This is HerbMentor Radio. You are listening to HerbMentor Radio on HerbMentor.com. I'm Rosalie de la Forêt. My guest today is John Gallagher, who is normally the regular host of HerbMentor Radio. Many of the HerbMentor.com members wanted to hear an interview with John for HerbMentor.com's fifth anniversary, so it's my pleasure to interview John, and I hope today's interview gives you a glimpse of the man who's already contributed so much to the herbal community. I consider John as my chosen family, and I also highly respect him and the work we do together for LearningHerbs.com. Plus, he's been a mentor to me over the years, and I certainly wouldn't be where I am today without him. John's an herbalist and a licensed five-element acupuncturist. He's the father of two awesome kids and husband to his beautiful, intelligent, and very creative wife, Kimberly. For over 20 years, John worked at the Wilderness Awareness School, where he helped create the Kamana Naturalist Training Program. This home study program is about reconnecting people with nature and has reached tens of thousands of people worldwide. John is also a musician, a theater nerd, and has been a computer geek for most of his life. John founded his company, LearningHerbs.com, in 2005 and began by selling his herbal medicine making kit. Seven years later, he and his wife have created a cooperative board game for kids called Wildcraft, also Herb Fairies, a magical tale of herbs and their remedies, and of course, the innovative membership site, HerbMentor.com. So, John, it's a pleasure to interview to you today, and I think the first thing that I and everyone else is wondering is, when exactly is it that you sleep? <laughs> well, first of all, never let anyone, word of advice to everyone, never let anyone else write your introduction. <laughs> that was great. No, that was great. Thank you. Kim, Kimberly actually said that she would listen to this one. It'll be the, maybe the first Mentor Radio in five years. It's, it's at 60 episodes that she'll actually listen to. That's because she said you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. I hope she likes introduction then. <laughs> well, how I, when, when I sleep that, that well, the, I, I, I sleep pretty well these days because I have great people working with me. You, Rosalie, and Althea in uh, customer service, and Debbie, and Savannah, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, Julie, and Kimberly, of course. It's a great team of folks, and, uh, I, you know, that's how we're able to do more and more is because we have great people working with us. Great. So. Yeah, I like you started off by complimenting everyone else, John. Thank and, you. and 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 I have great nerve vines that uh, herbal tinctures <laughs> that, that that I that I get at every uh, um, herbal resurgence uh, conference that <laughs> happens, as well as Mountain Rose herbs. And the last laundry did for Rosemary's Remedies, Aaron and Mountain Rose just sent me this box full of tinctures of, of nerve vines. I have all kinds of them over there. <laughs> so that, that's another way, way I sleep at night. <laughs> Well, speaking of herbs, John, people are wondering, uh, what got you interested in herbal medicine? How did you start on that path? Yeah, you know, I think everyone listening can probably can say that the reason why they're interested in herbs, um, they, they almost can't quite put their finger on it. It's something kind of mysterious that kind of is in all of us that's interested in in learning about plants. Um, and I think it often is a matter of if a person has that opportunity to, to awaken and nurture that internal thing that, that draws them to plants. Like for me, when I was uh, early on in, in uh, the early 90s, started working with John Young. He's a world-renowned tracker and bird language person and knows all this amazing wilderness skills. Well, he also knows a lot about plants. And, uh, and at the time, uh, they'd all be into tracking and doing all this stuff, building wilderness shelters and fires and stuff. And I was always wanting to learn more about the herbs. 
So the field guides that I uh, would always get the plant field guides, and I'd be they'd all be looking at the tracks, and I'd be looking looking at the plants and identifying them over in New mm-hmm. Jersey. That's what, and and then um, and then so I knew I was interested, and in, I don't know what to how to what to do with that information though, because the way that those Peterson's field guides were arranged in a lot of the books at the time were as like oh as if this was something Native Americans once did that people didn't actually do because there weren't a whole lot of books out. So I. Uh, and, you know, kind of fast forward a few years and in came opportunities to actually um, learn, like, what to do with these plants that, you know, like ways of using them in my life that that were fascinating to me. And I think that it was really awoken in me when, when I knew I had a child coming because um, I knew enough not to trust, you know, just, well, I don't want to say trust modern medicine because there's a lot of great things about that, but it's more just, um, you know, I just knew that you know, whether from, from childbirth to taking care of a kid and your basic stuff that there had to be natural ways of doing things that were just better than, you know, taking chemical things or going to the, you know, just do subjecting kids to all these tests and this and that, that I could take care of them naturally and for your basic day to day stuff. And that, that began that investigation. And then I kind of manifested, you know, I happen to be in the Northwest here where we moved to wilderness awareness school in 1995 and very lucky to Run across some amazing herbal teachers and mentors up this way, which I took classes from and apprenticeships and, and all kinds of workshops and whatnot. Uh, Eagle Song and Sally King from Ravencroft, uh, Karen Sherwood, the Earthwalk Northwest, and Aaron Grow, who teaches up uh, North Washington Way. Yeah. Nice. And, you know, I know that this is kind of the cliche question to ask herbalists what's their favorite herb, but this is, I kind of <laughs> like this question. There's a little bit of a twist on it. Um, is there an herb that you tend to use you know, most often? Is there something mm. you know that's just a part of your daily life, or what? What's in your life? Yeah, I, I you know, I, I was just thinking. Well, my favorite herb is a dandelion, and <laughs> I and and it's in the logo of Learning Herbs. And I just realized, yeah, I guess I do use it every day because I do take a nourishing herbal infusion every day. And and I, I have a blend that I use, and, I, and it's nettles and and dandelions, burdock, and oat straw, and um, and so. The, you know, and these are all, these are nourishing herbal infusions that we talk about over on Herb Mentor. And you can, you know, read more about that there. But, um, but the dandelion, um, you know, made a part of the logo and learning herbs. And, 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 and it just, I've always been drawn to this plant ever since the very beginning. Cause I think it was one of the very first medicinal plants I learned. A good story, actually. I, <laughs> see, you just never know where your path's going to go. I remember I was working a summer job and I don't know, it must have been 18, 19, or 20 or something. I don't know. I think I was like 19 or 20. And it was with my friend George, um, and we were out working in this farm and and in New Jersey, and and uh, we had to spray um, uh, the the weeds in the driveway. So we were there spraying this stuff, these weeds. And um, my friend George says, "You know, John, you can eat that." And I was like, "What? What do you mean you can eat that? Yeah, it's like one of the highest sources of vitamin A." I'm like, "It is. Why? Why are we poisoning this?" I remember the first thing, but then I kind of forgot that, and then it kind of like, but it was the first moment that kind of made a little crack in the sidewalk, you know, if you will, and that's actually <laughs> how dandelions kind of come up. And the funny thing is that my friend Georgia was is in the was in the Wilderness Awareness Club, and when it was started in my high school in 1985 or something like that, and and that was pretty amazing because uh, you know, like he was in that club that I eventually worked for that school and was drawn to that like at a later date. But I was like, wow, like, you know, that, that, so that, that, that made that impact. So when I eventually was, you know, working wilderness awareness years later, I, I think the dandelion was kind of my introductory herb. 
It definitely grew through the crack in my brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of cracks in my brain. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and that's because, uh, you know, I, I, I guess it, it, like I grew up in, I grew up in this upper middle class town in New Jersey. Um, and, uh, pretty much everyone in that neighborhood, you know, two story suburban houses, um, all, uh, all got Kimlon. You see the Kimlon trucks going around and they'd spray. And I always used to wonder why the Kimlon trucks, why they little flags, they'd say, you know, to, you know, warning kids and dogs don't play on the lawn. You know, it'd be like, you know, and I'd go out there and play on the lawn anyway, you know, okay, that's like a little flag's not going to stop a kid. But then when I became more aware of this stuff, when I was older, I realized, wow, you know, all the songbirds or reptiles that I, that I caught and played with when I was little, the amphibians that were very rich in the woods behind my house were all gone. Hmm. And, uh, and, and so, and it was all because people just wanted these perfect looking lawns and, uh, and dandelion was kind of like, you know, the, the, you know, and public enemy number one of that kind of, it still is roundup, you know, you see, and it's still on the cover roundup and all those. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so for me, um, you know, uh, healing the earth and, 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 um, you know, having a healthy earth for the future generations, a dandelion became a very important symbol for that. And then not only that, I mean, it's an amazing plant. I mean, I could go on and on, but, you know, some, <laughs> you know, not just from its, you know, vitamins and minerals and health properties, but also the, it's a survivor. You know, I mean, it's one of the most advanced plants on the planet. It's gotten itself all over the place. You know, like it's, it's, uh, it's a survivor and it can grow in all conditions and, you know, it adapts itself instantaneously in any situation. So there, there's many, many metaphorical things you can use in a dandelion. It's just like the perfect plant. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I've always been fascinated by that. So, yeah. And so, and because of that and because of his nutrition, I, I, I always make sure I have some every day in, in my infusion and that's the truth. I don't know. So I can't think of a day in the last many, many years where I haven't. Hmm. So you went from being a kid spraying Roundup or chemicals on everything yeah. to becoming infatuated with plants to mm -hmm. using herbs for your family. And then mm -hmm. years later, you created an herbal kit, which has been wildly successful. I'd love to hear how you started, you know, how you came up with that idea and how it started. And mm -hmm. I, I just know, since I know your family, it was really a family <laughs> affair. I think it'd be fun to share, you know, how those kits actually got how put together. How that actually happened. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we were ta I was talking about before about how I kind of, you know, manifest herbal learning opportunities my way. And I remember when we had, uh, we knew we had a baby maybe uh, come in or maybe we were, I don't know, it's hard to remember exactly what the timeline of things, but Kimberly and I went to the Northwest Herb Fest. Actually, it's where you and I, well, pretty much is where you and I really met is at a later year of that fair, right? At that festival. Mm -hmm. That's um, right. But, but in an earlier version of that, I, I was up there and I was looking for a kit that would just give me everything I needed to learn. I, I was just like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to buy. I don't know. Like, I just don't, I don't really want to do this, but I don't. And so, but no, everyone at the little booths would say, hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that. And I said, huh. And luckily I found Aaron Grow, my, my, my first teacher there, which was awesome. But I guess somewhere that kit stuck in the back of my mind. Um, you know, and then years later, uh, when I had taken herbal apprenticeships and I had been teaching at Wilderness Awareness School's residential part, it's like the college program, uh, now called the Anake School, I think. 
And uh, I was teaching their herbal program, so I had years under my belt of actually communicating this information to other people. Now, the other thing people may not realize about me is that I had like 15 years experience in distance learning. I, mean, I created, the, as you said, I created the Kamana program, and that had thousands of people in worldwide. I developed systems and worked with people every week on the phone, you know, and, and, and responses writing and, and, you know, all kinds of stuff and putting together home study. And, I, and so I got really good at that kind of stuff. And, and and my tech skills, too, from as a result of, of, of working at Wilderness Awareness School, because that's kind of what I did there, you know, their marketing and their tech stuff and all that sort of thing. I mean, I, I was just kind of blessed with those skills, and I had such a passion for what Wilderness Awareness School and that, that whole mission and everything that, uh, um, that it was a way I could help, you know? I mean, I think we all, like, you know, have skills, and then if there's a cause, you know, that we love, if there's a way to help, it's... It's it's great it's a great thing you know so mm-hmm. so I was able to do that um, with wilderness awareness school so I had all those skills and uh, knew about distance learning had been teaching about herbs and been using them for maybe at that point maybe uh, I don't know f- five six years with my family and uh, and and then it it hit me one day you know I was just like you know I can you know I, I might be able to uh, put something together for herbs with 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 this with with these skills and 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 I knew that. Um, the books are, are a block for people like, you know, like, like, uh, like some people buy the book and then not feel a confidence in order to, um, uh, you know, like in order to actually get to it, be like, Oh, look, this is uh, instructions in a book on how to make a tincture or salve. And, but you know, I don't, I don't feel like I, I can trust this cause it's, it's involving my health and something I'm putting in my body. So I just was like, all right, we just had to put something together. I want to put something together. It's just going to Tell folks, you know, just like hands on that there's two things to do and you're, you're going to walk away that day having done it and feel that confidence and know that it's safe and know that you've done it and feel like – because once you have that, that, that positive experience and you've made something, then it's real easy to access the books because then they go back to the books that they bought and go, oh, this wasn't so hard. Maybe I'll do this. So, um, so then, uh, you know, I put that together, put the website together and then – it became a family affair when um, we were living in a little tiny one bedroom apartment, and Haley was just born. and And I remember going. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a funny story. I, I didn't have any, you know, money. We were on like, you know, it's 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 a lot for me to mention, but you know, we were like definitely on public assistance at the time, food stamps and food bank and that kind of stuff. And living in a little one bedroom apartment, and part of that was because I was going to acupuncture school, working at a nonprofit, you know, and I, I really kind of needed that help. And, uh, so I, I just kind of put it on my credit card, you know, my dad helped a little bit with a, a small loan and, and I bought all the supplies for the kit. And we, li- we were in this tiny postage stamp, one bedroom apartment with the two kids and, and everything. And, and we would store, we would maybe buy supplies for 50 kits at a time and we'd store them all under the table, you know, all the, so we'd be eating dinner at night and all the kit supplies for <laughs> the entire business were under the kitchen table, this little apartment, we had no closets, we had no space or anything. So we put them in the corners, anything we could do. And, uh, and yeah, so, you know, we get the, the baby, get Haley to sleep, we get Rowan to sleep or whatever. And at night we would, um, you know, when it was kit night, we would, Kimberly and I would kind of set it all up in the little living room there and <laughs> make a little assembly line and package all the original mm. kits. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was a family affair from the time in Janu- January, I think January 1st to uh, 2005 that we used to open the door so yeah that's how it started as a family affair anyway (laughs) 
Yeah, I remember about the time I met you, Rowan was also participating. In, I can't remember. Maybe he was opening up the jars or, you know, he had all oh, simple yeah. little tasks that he was a part of. Screwing the, screwing the lids on the jars. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great, John. It's, um, it's really interesting just to hear that story because it's, um, you know, it's easy, I think, for people to look at your success now and be overwhelmed by it, you know, mm. in some sense. But, you know, to, you start out with very humble beginnings. You oh. just had an idea. We yeah. didn't even, um, I didn't even own a computer or, or I couldn't even afford internet access. I actually borrowed a computer from Wilderness Morris School, one of the laptops somebody, like an old laptop somebody donated. I'd go get it at night, you know. I'd drive down. The kids were asleep and I would I would drive down at 8 or 9 at night. I'd pick up the laptop out of the office. I'd kind of sneak it out of the office. <laughs> and, then I, and then I'd drive a little further down the street to the uh, – or, or actually – Actually, at the time, yeah, the office was in town, so then I would go, and then I would kind of sit outside my car, outside the library, and I had, had Wi-Fi, you know, it was the earliest days of Wi-Fi, and uh, I just adopted it, and so I was able to, like, borrow their internet access. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, you know, you, you got to do what it takes, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you absolutely did, too. Um driven is one word i would definitely use i've always to had a you. job ever since i was nine um, years old i worked <laughs> so that's the kits and um likewise someone had asked on the forums you know people had some questions for you and someone had asked about the wildcraft game and how mm. you know that was created oh yeah um well uh kimberly was taking these classes in seattle um in in like maybe two dates a week or something so it was it was i think you're trying to track here exactly if that was before i think she was pregnant with haley at the time i think or something like that haley definitely wasn't around yet so um we we would play board games it was like four or something and 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 uh you know those environmental kind of eco hippie cooperative games that are out there mm-hmm. yeah, the boring played, ones. <laughs> yeah the boring ones he never wanted to play those he kept going to shoots and letters. he kept bringing out candy land and shoots and letters and i kind of immediately had that idea like what if we combine the two like have a kind of a fun eco plant game and along with uh you know with the with the kind of fun parts of the shoots and letters and stuff and and so I had that game, and it's funny. I, the, the day I had it, I, I immediately came up with that idea and the name Wildcraft, like almost immediately. And 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 so Rowan and I sketched, took some crayons, and and you can see a picture. Um, where is it? It's it's somewhere online. I, I have a picture of the original Wildcraft board. I used to have it mm-hmm. on on the on the anyway. So um, we. And so it was like this little piece of cardboard, and we would play it, and we didn't really have any rules or anything. It was just kind of going around the board and shoot some ladders type of stuff. And then, and then it was like after we moved into the house we're in now, like later, like a year later or something. Kimberly said, "Hey, I really like that board game idea. I think I want to do that." Because I mean, the ironic part is I'm not much of a game person. I don't really like playing games that much, or card games, or board games. I never did when I, I was a kid. I liked sometimes, but. But but Kimberly and her family were big gamers, you know. They're really into that stuff, and 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 Kimberly is a storyteller, and she's got that kind of well-read, you know, and, and fantasy stuff and whatnot. And so she's got that that whole side of her. So she wanted to adopt that project, and she did. And to be honest with you, except for the name of the game and the idea of a board game, I didn't do anything. I mean, literally, like <laughs> she she created the whole way it worked. Um, and then our artist friend Beatrice happened to be coming back in the area for a short, like just for four or five months, perfect timing. She did the art. And then I came back in the scene, uh, at the very end and did the, um, you know, the layout 
and stuff, but I didn't make any of the artwork. I just laid it all out on the computer and made it into a product. And then of course did all the marketing and put the web page and everything. But I kind of took it. I, I, I did the beginning of the project and the end of the project. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, remember he's already said Kimberly's probably going to listen to this. So we're probably getting the honest truth. From <laughs> right, right, right. No, I mean, I've done it without her. <laughs> she has, I tell Kat, I with Kimberly, she's made all the cool stuff, you know? <laughs> it's <is> true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've, you know, we talked about herb, the medicine making kit. We've talked about Wildcraft, and um, you know, we've just celebrated five year anniversary of HerbMentor.com. Congratulations! Thank you. Uh, we should probably Thank talk you. about that too. You know, hear how that started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I never know if I should tell the real story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will tell the I will no, but I'll tell the real story. You know, the description of this will be like, and John tells the fake story of how it started. Well, I mean, uh, okay, you know, I'll tell the real story. It's a fifth anniversary. I mean, it, uh, you know, I had nothing to hide here. Um, well, I mean, people remember me just saying, you know, it was, it was a pretty tough. We had a pretty tough go of it um, early on. A lot of people do, you know, and and my dad, um, you know, but I've never want to ask my dad for any help or money or anything, you know. But I, I, I just, but but at some point, um, my dad. Um, you know, helped us get this house that we're in, you know, and, um, and he's mostly paying the mortgage for a couple of years too. And, uh, he took, he had visited, um, once and, um, and, um, my dad actually passed away this year. And so, uh, and, uh, so that's been really rough on us. Um, oh, of course on me particularly, but, um, but, you know, I guess he, y'all, you know, listen and have him to thank because, um, not only did he really, you know, believe in believe in me and made that initial, you know, small couple thousand dollar investment so I could buy kit supplies early on, but he also um, kind of gave me the challenge. And he said, you know, John, a couple of years is up, and I was going to help with the mortgage. And and uh, you know, I, I think I said I was going to do that for a couple of years, and I was like, oh, I don't remember that part. <laughs> it was a couple of years later, and and so uh, you know. Uh, when you have to do something, you have to do something. And so I said, wow, you know, I've got to figure out how to pay my mortgage. <laughs> so I'm just being honest with y'all, you know, I'm just like, you know. yeah, I've never heard you tell this story to anyone else before, John. So <laughs> this, is, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I can't believe I'm saying this, but no, really. Um, but I think there's, um, you know, I mean, this is real and I think everyone maybe finds himself in these situations and, and I had to think creatively, and that's something I'm I'm really good at, you know, thinking creatively. And I said, well, you know, I'm doing learning herbs, and it's like, how can I get a couple thousand more dollars a month, you know, like in doing this, and how can I make the business? Because because it was making a few extra dollars at the side. I was starting an acupuncture practice. I was going to be um, that I started then. Yeah, I think it was just kind of getting going, maybe earlier on, and I was still doing. And it, you know, things were pretty rough, and I was trying to think of how to creatively do this, and. And so, um, make a long story short, I was you know, talking with some people who are good at this internet stuff, and they suggested a membership site because then I went, oh, like because then you know if I did a monthly income, I would only need like a couple of hundred people, you know, to to pay you know, maybe ten bucks a month or something, and then that would solve that problem. And I'd be like, oh yeah, well, you know, that's that's that could work. And so that's what I did. I, I mean, I I went right to work and. Took me like six, seven months to get videos and, and, and audios together at Cheryl Tilner down in Herbalist down in he ran a conference that used to happen in Oregon. 
But like I said, I could come down there and videotape a few things. That's where I met Heather, uh, the village herbalist, and a lot of things came together. Susan Weed was the featured person there and allowed me to videotape her for it. So the herbal community really started, you know, the people that were there, you know, um, were really gracious and generous. And, um, you know, they thought it was a cool idea. And Tina Sams was, you know, right from the beginning, thought, you know, helping with an article every month, as she still does five years later. Um, it was just... It was awesome. People coming together for that, and 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 it, and and there was enough people in our free newsletter that we did online, the Nerd Mentor News, which has gone monthly for eight years now without a beat, missing a beat. There were enough people subscribed to that that there was interest in it, and right, you know, and then and then it worked. I was able to take care of the mortgage, and then, um, but more than anything, it was the beginning of, you know, what was to become a more stable business that I could actually start to focus almost full-time on at that point now it is full, more than full-time <laughs> and and, um, but, and me by being able to do that i could offer better stuff to people and i could be more present and i could you know like put my all into it without you know dividing my energies anymore so yeah so that's that's kind of how the, the tumble origins <laughs> yeah and one thing you didn't mention john is that it took you about if i remember correctly six months of solid work in yeah. order to get our mentor put oh, together yeah it was you know, before the doors were open yeah, it was a lot. It was crazy. I mean, I just disappeared for six more months, <laughs> yeah. learning how to do videos and editing. And it was much more rougher tech then, you know, like it's much easier now. But then it was much harder and figuring all that stuff out. It was like, oof, like, but I did it. <laughs> yeah. Now, John, I remember when you called me and um and told me that you had just, you know, created this herb mentor and, you, you know, and, you know, you invited me to check it out. And I remember mm-hmm. seeing it for the first time. And just thinking, I was so wowed by it. It was just so amazing. And I, you know, it was definitely from day one, I wasn't fell in love with it. And it, I like thinking about that because it makes me chuckle now to think of where Herb Mentor is now. You know, we have thousands of pages of information that we didn't have five years ago and just everything slicker. And but I yeah. just like to think about, you know, it was love at first sight five years ago. And now it's just so amazing. It's mind boggling. Well, that's what's great about all the members. You have a lot of members who are all contributing financially every month and we can invest in it and make it better and better and better and have you there. I mean, you right from the beginning were right on there on the forum and it didn't take too long for like hey rosalie's on there every day and she's pretty obsessive about it i think <laughs> I, I think there should we i think we should hire her you know <laughs> yeah it was love at first sight <laughs> <laughs> well still- john you know you've been sort of a business mentor to me over the years and i've really learned a lot of great pearls of wisdom from you and one thing that you've always told me is that a person's number one goal in business can't be to make money. You always say that that it would just never work. And um, I'd love to hear you speak about that and maybe share, you know, what some of your goals and visions are for learning herbs. That's really interesting to say, hear that reflected back at me because, I mean, but of course, like in your business, I mean, in your, of course, you, you know, in, in the way our society set up, of course, you got to make you know money for it to work, right? I mean, I mean, even nonprofits need money to survive or whatever. So it's a huge part of it, but um, but then you got to like step back and look at really what is money and, and everything, and and um, you know it's about trading, right? Like something that's of value to you, right? Which is like you know a person's hard earned. It's their it's your time. It represents your time and putting your skills, and and that's not you know, something to be taken granted for granted. And so what I focus on is um, value, and um, you know creating. Tremendous value for people. Um, 
and that's why I like to give a lot of we give a lot of stuff away for free because it gets people to know who we are, and that even if they don't have any money to, to to exchange, then at least you know for Herb Mentor or other things we do, at least we can help people, you know, which is excellent. I love that that you know you can do that on the internet. But I mean, I always like go by the philosophy if someone's paying me some, I I, I love to give them ten times more of the value of what they're paying for, at least what I think. So that's kind of my rule of thumb. So. If I think our mentor is worth a hundred dollars a month, right? So I do, at least. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I charge ten, you know. So I, I give ten times more, and mm-hmm. and um, and so I think anything that we do that we release is worth ten times more. You know, a lot of it I think is priceless too. Mm-hmm. So I focus on the value, and I th- and I think that if a person focuses on that and building good relationships and being generous and being kind to others. I mean, you know, do the best you can. You can't please friggin' everybody. Like, it's amazing. Like, I, I'm i always amazed with, like, we just do, like, a big wildcraft sale, you know? And we give, like, almost 50% off. <laughs> and then, like, it costs us, like, 13 or $14 to ship, you know? It's expensive to do shipping and handling and stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And then we charge, like, $9.99, and then we'll get, like, complaint emails. You're charging me $9.99 for shipping. It's like, it cost me 13 <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like I do my best, man. So you can't please everybody, you know. And 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 some people will be people who look on our mentor will be on there for a day, and then they'll email me. I don't like this site. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but I don't focus too much on that. I, I really I ignore that. You know, I don't ignore. It. I mean, if there's something if there's a, something chronic that there's a problem, I definitely hear that. But you're gonna you're gonna have somebody every once in a while is not gonna be happy about something, but. I feel like if I am just sticking to that, doing the best I can, being generous, providing value, being cool, that you know, it's you, you can sleep at night and you're providing a tremendous service for the world. I worked at Wilderness Warren School for about 15, 16 years, something like that. I don't know at this point. And and uh and it was all about like being of service. And I kind of got in that mindset of that nonprofit mindset um of I mean, not the you know, the poverty mindset that often a lot of nonprofit people kind of come across. Uh, into when they work in it those but more of the the more of the mindset of being of service and helping and um so i can't help but do that you know it's just in my dna and then the difference is though is that we're able to run a for-profit which really the only difference is that one one pays taxes and some some stuff and the other doesn't (laughs) (laughs) really i mean a nonprofit is you know we're still service driven and you know, and at this point, I'm able to provide some some jobs for people, and I hope that continues to grow, so I can help to provide some jobs for you know for even more people. That would be great. Yeah. That's a great segue into my next question for you, John. Is, um, you know, from day one, <laughs> you've said that uh, HerbMentor.com was never meant to compete with other herbalists or compete with herbal mm. programs. That that re- really wasn't our goal or objective. Um, mm-hmm. But instead, that you really wanted to grow the herbal community, and I'd like to hear you speak some about that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. You forget about that, John? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, I I'm, I'm, hey, this is all. I, this is, uh, you know, all. all uh, this is this is John's secret confessions. This uh, email. I mean, sorry. This uh, this podcast. <laughs> This email is fine. So, so, um, and, and, and my, my confession probably here is that, uh, is that I just kind of do stuff the, the way I feel it should be done. And I just kind of intuitively do stuff. And then I often then will do it. And then I look back and go, oh, that was smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, um, and, uh, 
I think at Wilderness Awareness School, part of my, my, my job there was a lot was 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 you know making allies with a lot of schools in the community out there and, and trying to grow nature awareness and wilderness skills and 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 you know love for the love for the planet and, and teaching children about these this stuff and instilling that respect you know and all that kind of stuff and uh, so that was kind of in me. And so, and the other thing is, I, I don't, maybe the reason I never really like games too much is I don't have like a competitive bone in my body. Like if I'm playing basketball someone with someone and I'm and and, and I'm winning, I'll, I'll I'll just rig the game so they win so they feel better if that's <laughs> if if that's if they're competitive people because I could care less you know about that kind of stuff. I'm just just like <laughs> you know, it's just not important to me. So so um, I. I I uh, I think in doing this, um, I kind of intuitively came to the point where, like, you know, I, I want people to really um, experience, a, you know, about a lot of, I mean, to learn about a lot of different herbalists and schools and things that are out there. You know, I was doing started this podcast or Mentor Radio. You know, probably doing over sixty more episodes, and so people could get to know who's out there and learn from all these great mentors that are out there. And I just think by just, you know spreading more information about what's out there and then people can kind of connect with those who they most ally with or most resonate with that they can learn from. And I think the learning herbs kind of slowly, um, you know, working with herbalists and, 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 you know, and a lot of people don't know this too. Like when, when herbalists, like you have, a, might have a lot of books on your shelf, but you know, people don't make a lot of money. You don't make much of a living from books. You know, they, they, they make maybe some money when they go out teaching or run classes and things like that. So then I do these, you know, ones like Rosemary's Remedies and and, and one with Kiva, one with KP Kalsa and, and coming up with Seven Song. And and I try to like say, how can we do a publishing model that kind of helps herbalists more? You know, definitely more than 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 books do. You know, like they can help. Of course, I wish I could do that for everybody, but I can't. You know, I'm only one, you know, it's like we're a small company. So there's that, you know, I want to help and also, you know, sponsoring more um, of these um, conferences and festivals, herbal festivals out there and, uh, you know, helping folks that are in herbal apprenticeships and, and things like that, maybe by giving Urbventure memberships, things like that. Like anything we can do to kind of reach out and, and help. Um, and, and it just brings people more together and, and brings us. So because like, you know, if if people have a vision of, of having an herbalist on on every street corner, like they probably do in Eugene, Oregon, <laughs> <laughs> or some places in Vermont, then then you know we all have to learn this this information, and we and we have to teach it to others and inspire others. And the only way to do that is by connecting people up with as many people as possible. Because I, you know, while, while I live in a place where there might be some teachers, and you know, and, and some not everyone does. I learned that in Kamana that most people are kind of out there on their own. You know, no, not even their family understands this stuff or what they're doing, and maybe think they're weird. So, and, and, and so being there for them too. So an herb mentor, it's when I, you know, called herb mentor, it's people would be like, well, I'm not getting any direct mentoring. It's like, well, it's not about a one-on-one mentoring, you know, it's about community mentoring. It's about like, you know, getting some mentoring from some of the herb mentor radio guests or people that might teach the courses. It's about, um, and people mentoring each other. I said from the beginning too, like, I mean, it's, it's about the plants mentoring us too, because that's when we learn when we work directly with the plants, because it's a thing between you and the plants. And I know I'm going all over the place here, but that's kind of what it is. It is very messy and all over the place. Like, I can't quite <laughs> put my finger on it. I've been all over the place, and I just kind of do what I do. You know, I just wake up in the morning, and I do what I do with the best intention that I have. And I, you know, I look at what I have to do that day. I look at what opportunities there are. I mean, I, I'm very blessed that I have so many opportunities, more than I can possibly handle, and ideas more than I've, you know, so much 
many ideas and opportunities that I have to kind of be more, unfortunately, more and more discerning, you know, and, 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 and focus on the ones I think are going to make maybe the biggest impact on people. Um, because, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, like I, you know, it even takes me away from the forum. Like I used to be on the Urban Mentor forum a lot and thank, thank goodness you're there, Rosalie on there. And I, I feel really bad that I can't check in on it every day and participate as an herbalist on there. I'd love to. You got to understand that. It's just that this thing's come. I, I had to make that decision. It's like, hmm, do I, you know, keep learning more and more and more about herbs and then just answering questions and stuff just as, you know, to people who join Herb Mentor? Or do I look at, you know, the greater picture out there and, and use the skills that I have and the gifts that I have and these talents that I have been given to make the biggest impact that I can't. And so then I, you know, that I often, that, that I kind of want out. So, you know, here we are working on herb fairies here. We are working on, um, you know, which I hope is a big in the future, a big thing for kids and, and, um, you know, like working with, uh, with, 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 with Rosemary Gladstar and, uh, and with seven song coming up and other folks that, you know, down the pike. And, and, and so I, it's it's uh, I'm so happy to be able to do that. So it's a, it's 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 never perfect though, you know. Like I said, it's real messy, but I, I do the best I can. And but it all really does come back to the, what you were just started the question with, Rosalie. Is that I guess really I guess what it does is that uh, the effect of all of this is has been um, you know bringing bringing folks together and and, and not trying to create um, dividing lines. I I kind of learned that early on. I, I guess from John Young, you know, at Wilderness Awareness School. He's he's a really good mentor and all that. He's really good at bringing people together and, and not, you know, having that kind of cutthroat competitive thing that realize that it really is about the vision about and, and it's not about us as individuals, you know. And, and so I, I make a lot of quote unquote business decisions that any other business owner would be completely counterintuitive, like mm-hmm. all the time, like, you know, like from from the amount I'll pay someone to the amount I'll you know what what I'll do for different people or or how I'll set things up or there's so many examples I could give but um that just don't seem to make sense but I'll do that anyway because that's the kind of person I am I don't care like I'm going to do what I think you know how I think it should be done I mean that's why I'm unemployable you know, like, I, I mean, Wilderness Awareness School, I had to leave there when it became more bureaucratic nonprofit. I'm glad that it is because that means it matured. But I, I was there because it was the Wild West. You know, I like starting things. I like I like moving things and shifting things and changing things depending on what needs to be done. And I'm usually right, I think, you know, my my, my intuitions. I, you know, I, I kind of got more bold in that after reading Steve Jobs' biography. But the difference is that you don't have to be a jerk like Steve Jobs. You can be really cool. <laughs> you can be really cool and, and be a visionary and do cool stuff and, and be counterintuitive. And, 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 uh, and so I learned a lot of that kind of skills from John Young has always kind of been like that, too. And... Um, and it seems to work. Like when I do that stuff, it always seems to. The more the more I put myself out there, um, you know, in a good way, uh, the more it seems to come back and you know, many fold over, and, and you know, it doesn't really work against me. I don't know. I don't <laughs> do the right thing all the time, but I, you know, do my best. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was kind of meandering. Sorry well, about John, that. <laughs> you know, just listening to this. Well, we we, we have no time limits. We have no time making... limits here. It's our show. What was what was that? I said, but we have no time limits here. It's our show. I can ramble on as long oh, as. Oh yeah, I... absolutely. <laughs> um, if you... you're bored, just turn it off. 
I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So you've gone from assembling herbal kits um, in your living room after the kids have gone asleep and stashing them in every little corner you can find them to, um, you know, in my humble opinion, being one of the most successful and innovative um, companies out there in the herbal world. And oh, I'm wondering sweet. if you can share, I mean, uh, you've kind of shared some of this already, but I'm just going to ask you point blank, if you could name maybe three main pillars of, you know, what has made you so successful. Mm. And um, I'm just going to say up front, you know, no, no pressure to mention me, John. It's fine. Yeah. Well, Rosalie is the first one. No. <laughs> and she's, she's bothering me out. Do, do you want a Christmas bonus or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> no um, well, I don't know. Well, first of all, that, that word success, like what is that, you know? Like what does that mean? You know, it's like, okay, paying the bills or does it mean like, you know, we're getting the information out there, people are liking that's, yeah, I know that's what you mean. And, 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 um, and so, yeah, we're paying – the company's paying its bills. That's great. And, but the success is for me is, is when I, you know – and I read them, you know, like when people leave a feedback after they buy a kid or a game or your people leave a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, little, the little guest book we have when people can leave comments. I read all those, you know, and I, I have to always keep my pulse on it. And even though I have out there to do customer service and this and that, I, I really do my best to keep my pulse on things. Even I'm not just saying that because I'm an acupuncturist. <laughs> 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 but um, so, uh, and I think that if you're going to look at that, as the measure of success is people just, you know, digging what we're doing and, and, and getting into it and also actually using the material and having success themselves. That's really the measure, right? When I hear the feedback, like, wow, this changed my life. I'm doing this. I mean, I just, that's what I love, you know, just hearing like uh, uh, people, like and what the impact and the, we're making. And cause for me, you know, this, this company is not about um, what we're doing here. You know, it's not, it's funny. It's not. It's not about health. It's not about healthcare to me. It's not really about that. It's. It's. It's about. It's definitely about nature connection. You know. Mm-hmm. But I think more than anything, it's about transformation. Whether it's whether you're experienced herbal person coming in and learning a little something, or whether you're brand new, I think you're people. Like I just. I just love providing some sort of transformation from for somebody. Like you know, their life was a little was better today than it was yesterday. You know that, and because they you know connected to something that was very real. You know nature. You know, and so uh, maybe that's the measure for me of success is the reports of transformation. Maybe you know that I know at mm-hmm. least I'm doing. It keeps me grounded too. You know, then in touch. You know, so um, well, I guess a pillar, um, some pillars. I don't know how to narrow it to three, but I said I talked about creating value. That's certainly one, and generosity, and um, you know, uh, the connection, the nature connection, the mentoring. Um, focusing on focusing on kids, I think, has been a big thing, a pillar of what we do too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know it's 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 everything. What the pillars like? What what is it that 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 holds it up? Um, and and maybe <clears throat> maybe maybe that's it. It's 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 you know st- staying hum- staying humble and focused and on on really what's important. Um, providing the value. That second one and um, yeah, like. <laughs> No, is that kind of uh, absolutely? That was a great answer, John. You know, like I, I think that's the the direction that we're going in, and just maybe just being being cool. <laughs> being cool. You know, and be, <laughs> well, well, you know what? I don't have to sit around in some corporate boardroom, or I don't have to sit around with a bunch of people that 
you know, are trying to out, you know, look good to each other and trying to keep their jobs and whatnot, you know, where we're sitting around trying to come up with, you know, uh, what's our mission statement? What are our brand? You know, whatever. You know, I don't have to, we don't have to play those games, you know, like we could just look at what we want to do and just go and do it. You know, and, and that's the place I love, the creative place. Well, of course, creativity probably is, is a big pillar because that is huge to me. Um, and um, But, yeah, so we can kind of just, you know, and Rosalie, and so, be, you know, people listening too, I mean, Rosalie all the time is like, you know, she's on Facebook and in, in, in on the forum and always, like, coming back with great ideas for courses or things to do in Herb Mentor based on what she's hearing people out there talking about. And, and, um, and I guess, you know, another one is communication and listening. Cause you know, I, um, cause at this point, I don't know, Rosalie, we're kind of like, sometimes it feels like we're, we're, we're one unit. We're <laughs> like, you're kind of out there gather, gathering the intel and <laughs> bringing it back. And I go, okay, I can make that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it is fun. You know, it's very, um, rewarding and fun to be in an environment that, you know, it's just really supportive of, of creativity. Like in some ways, that's kind of my job description is to be creative. So it is. Um, it is. Has there been like one single idea you've had in the last, five, you know, five years that I've like said no to? <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if there's yeah. anything, we've just had to shelf some because there's too many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely more of the issue that we have for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of, you know, we, things on the shelf and looking forward, do you have any um, visions or aspirations for learning herbs and let's say the next 10 years, you got a 10 year plan up your sleeve, John. 10 years. Wow. All right. I guess I'll, um, I guess I can reveal a few things. Cause if anyone's listened this long, I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. And so I'll, <laughs> I'll give you some information. Give them something juicy. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this means you actually truly do like me. And then <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, I know that I, if, if it was 10 years from now, what would things be looking like and, and what had just happened in those last years? Um, I, you know, without a doubt, Herb Mentor will still be, uh, you know, there and thriving. You know, that Herb Mentor is kind of ground zero for me. You know, that's like the most important thing. No matter what else we're doing, we always make sure that Herb Mentor is always taken care of. I don't think even, when, Rosalie, when, you, when we move this site to a new platform, I mean, that, I mean I, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm a tech geek and I'm into this stuff and I've seen membership sites. We pulled off, people don't even realize how friggin' impossible that was but because we made it look easy. But we didn't miss a beat in content. We didn't miss a featured herb. We didn't miss an herb mentor radio all through that crazy transition and everything. You know, so we are dedicated to herb mentor. And, and so that's, that's, that to us is like, you know, the heartbeat, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, because, but mind you that Herb Mentor is a small portion of the overall, like, I, you know, just use bad, lack of a better term, like mailing list or customer list, you know, people who've got stuff from us or on our list or free list, very small percentage, you know, y'all are just like the, the hardcore people, you know? <laughs> so, but I like to, um, to, to have something available for other folks too. Um, so, you know, I, I can see Herb Fairies being much more developed into its own big department. I mean, I'd love you know, like natural toys and, you know, all kinds of like videos and, all, you know, all kinds of stuff. I can see it being really cool. You know, like I just can see a whole line of stuff. You know, I'd love the herb fairies, um, even more with Wildcraft, you know, not, you know, some do, doing more with the kids stuff is, is a huge thing for me. Um, and um, more of those great courses that we come out with. I just love keep producing those, you know, low costs, you know, like 
topic-focused things. I have a good time putting those together. Um, you know, I probably have 50 years worth of project ideas. Uh, <laughs> but um, but let's see. Uh, we'll have uh, Herb First Aid with Seven Song. Tell you, I'll tell you that's coming out in January. Um, no, February, sorry. And uh, Rosalie's working on something cool to get out there. Um, and, uh, you know, we have some great ideas about things of connecting the herbal community more, some websites, some more um, apps. I really want to do apps and in, 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 in digital publishing. I'd, I'd love to get into digital publishing more, like of people. Uh, I'd love to do peanut paper would be great and all that stuff, but it's just so expensive and hard when you, and, you know, it's just you got to look at where we want to put our resources. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. But I can definitely see trying to help more herbalists out at least by maybe publishing some you know help because a lot of herbalists out there aren't very tech savvy you know and so if if we can take some of that away from them give them a really big cut you know it's it's something you can do in the digital world which you can't do in the print world so it can be Mm -hmm. like hey just take 50 percent of the royalties like you know instead of like instead of 25 cents a book you know and Mm -hmm. and a small advance how about how about 50 percent of the royal or more you know like maybe i don't know like that's the kind of like model that i'd like to do so love to get into digital publishing more i can see doing a lot more of that and um, another thing we were going to be looking at is, um, in the next year and I'd like to see developed is, uh, more kits and more introductory kit ideas and things. Uh, maybe we'll ask some herb mentor members for some ideas, what they would think they would like to see if they were beginners, like starting out, what would you like to see as a, you know, like the herbal medicine making kit, but a little simpler, maybe some topic focused stuff. Um, so it's, you know, I'm very lucky, you know, I feel really thankful, um, to uh powers of be out there that you know i was able to hit a stride with something that i love doing that i can also see doing for years to come you know i mean eight, year, eight years has flown by for learning herbs and i feel like i you probably feel this way too rosalie I feel like you know the ideas we have it's almost like the first day of work you know i feel like we have you know so much ahead of us that we haven't even started yet mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just everyone who knows yeah, that i, I, I reflect li- on that you know when we finished <laughs> when i finish up like a column like um uh, the module two for learning our, our learning your plants course. I remember, you know, finishing that and being like, whoa, like it's, you know, I just mm. finished this big thing, but then, you know, the next day, you know, it's time to start herbs and practice course or right. whatever, you know, it's just, it is one thing after another, we finished something big and then it's time to move on. I, I live in, don't I let, live in um, a, I, I think you do, collect. exactly. I think you do, you do as hell, but I, I live in a, a perpetual state of feeling like I'm just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> like I never feel like I've accomplished anything. <laughs> because it's like, oh yeah, we got to do this now, you know, we yeah. got to move on to this. And it's, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but looking behind you, John, I mean, I'll just say it for you. You know, you have accomplished so much in the past eight years. It's really, you know, it's kind of one of those things when when I sit down to think about it. It's it's pretty amazing. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. It is. If I stop and, and look at it. and and you know, I guess the thing that that re- the biggest reflection I had that this year about that and and thing that I, the thing that's meant most to me in my life i think um was um you know not not many people have the opportunity to be at the deathbed of their parents you know like uh and uh or have the opportunity to say the things you always wanted to say like i have a friend who's who's who's, who's you know dad died suddenly you know mm-hmm. and you often don't say the things that you want to say you know and so if your parents are still alive or they're getting up there in years please uh have this conversation with them and I, but i was really lucky and uh, I was in the hospital. It was February last year, and uh, I was uh, 
there in the hospital, the cancer hospital. And he, he, he still had a couple of weeks he hung on there. But it was it was literally the day that they kind of upped his morphine where he wouldn't really be uh, uh, comprehensive. You know, you wouldn't really he, – you wouldn't be very comprehensive, you know, like understandable after that. But he was had a lucid moment. I spent like the week staying over in the hospital that week and, you know, helping him out and moving him around and all that kind of stuff. And and I was about to go and, uh, you know, and he, and, he, and, he, and he said, you know, you know, sincerely, he just loved like of how proud he was of me, you know, like that he saw it. You know, he saw what we'd done because I'd always tell him, I always give him updates. And, and that way really meant more than anything to have that mm-hmm. moment, you know, where that, that last moment of him with him, his last, his, well, I kind of consider his last day, even though he didn't physically die for a couple of weeks later. But, you know, I kind of felt like that was his last day. And, uh. When he said those things, like, uh, you know, he hadn't, you know, he sometimes would allude to it, but he just really said it fully and everything like that couldn't, couldn't have meant more. And that's when it, that's when it meant the most to me, you know, and I was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. (laughs) So that, that's what I carry with me, you know, that I carry his memory when I do my work too, because, you know, he was, and and my mom (laughs) were very supportive. Like I never had the parents that were just like, John, you can't do that. You can't do that. You know, or you want, what are you doing with your life? You know, what are you, what are you going to do? Why don't you go get a real job kind of a thing? You know, when I worked all those years at Wilderness, we're in a school, you know, you're always supportive. They're always supportive. They always just what, you know, and, uh, I'm very lucky for that. I know not everyone has that opportunity. So, you know, it's taught me a lot how to be (laughs) a parent, my kids too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's really a beautiful thing. Like you said, you've always done kind of alternative things and, you know, most people in our society aren't really mm-hmm. accepting of herbalism and, and being people being infatuated with the plants. So it's um, a really and, beautiful thing that he could see through that and just see, you know, the bigger picture of what you're doing and how yeah, successful you were in reaching cause, people. Because he's an old school Catholic from a blue collar town, even though he was a white collar worker, but he couldn't come from that background, you know, and he's a very conservative Republican type of person. And I'm not getting political here, but I'm just getting painting a little bit of a picture that for him to kind of see through all that and, and see the value in it. And, and also, you know, that was really cool. You know, he, he's definitely a very open-minded person and, and, uh, and, uh, and could see that that was pretty rare, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah. John, I know you've had some really powerful uh, mentors and really inspirational people in your <laughs> life, you know, from your mm-hmm. dad to John Young, who you've mentioned to Ingwe, uh, even Bruce Springsteen, who I know mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you really mm-hmm. like. And mm-hmm. I was hoping you'd maybe just choose one of those and tell us a little about your relationship with them and maybe how they've influenced your life. Sure. Might be more than one, though. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've covered well, your dad. <laughs> well, so. well, actually, let's talk about Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about Bruce. Uh, no, like, uh, which is, inter- is interesting, you know, when you kind of look back and you look at your influences and, and, and stuff and who were your mentors and who were the people to influence. And, and you know, like I have kids and, and uh, you know, looking at Haley, who's eight. I mean, when I was eight, it was when the first time I heard Bruce Springsteen, you know, blasting out of my brother's room. And I'll never forget the song, you know, a song Promised Land was kind of 1978 is coming out of out of his room, and I, I, I just had to hear it over and over. I would go in there and make my brother play the record over and over because he wouldn't let me touch the stereo. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, and here's the real ironic thing is that uh, <laughs> now, it, right at the time when he made that album, and at that time, he lived literally in the same neighborhood as John Young. <laughs> No way. <laughs> so 
so John Young is like this little kid. John Young tells this 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 origin story about him and his mentor Tom Brown Jr. and then in the neighborhood he grew up in. So he had this neighborhood in New Jersey where there's like Tom Brown Jr. right and 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 mentoring John Young as a teen. You know, like kind of the later years of him being mentored. You know, like by Tom and Bruce writing you know, one of his most important albums in the next neighborhood over. Because mm-hmm. John John's dog used to run over to Bruce's dog all the time, so we track him over to Bruce's house and stuff. It's, uh, wow. um, but all this has happened in five miles from my house, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, he... Um, he he has a real positive energy in his music and a real soul and a... The creativity that doesn't end. Like I think for that album and Darkness the Edge of Town, he made like eighty or ninety songs for it and had to choose eight or nine or something for the album. And so that was the kind of, you know, person that that was my hero growing up. You know, like I was definitely in a baseball and the New York Yankees too. I think in nineteen seventy eight my dad took me to the World Series, you know, uh, went to one of those games. But at the same time, I was way into music because of my brother, and uh, so he was, and he was a person who was a hero, a mentor, and I was also got, I knew so much about him because he was a local. You know, when he was writing this famous "Born in the USA" album, he just lived a mile from my house. He lived, you know, he used to see him sometimes driving back and buying his truck, and he uh, lives house he lives in now is like half a mile from the house I grew up in. You know, so it's he's, he's a real local. So that so to me, I didn't understand that this was like this international rock star person or whatever. He was just this guy in the town. <laughs> who did this great music, you know, in my little eight year, nine, ten year old world. You know, like I didn't right. quite understand that. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. So so that that's why I kind of got in my psyche like that, you know? And so um and so, you know, there there's that kind of that integrity that he has and that positive energy and that creativity and that kind of like amazing, you know, ex- stuff he puts into his live shows. Um, but also like the structure creatively, like just learning, like um, like take his album Born to Run in 1975, um, and the one to put him on the cover of Time and Newsweek in the same week, and um, and uh, that that this I mean I could get into it, but the structure of that album is very much how I structure my launches that I do. Like I literally like research and really model a lot off of people that have been important to me like that. And, um, and so, um, that, you know, that's kind of a whole nother art, but, uh, but that, that's an example of, um, and then, you know, it was really cool for me is that like just last week, you know, I was Dick Rowan, my 13 year old son, I can't believe he was 13 already, but <laughs> we were just, uh, went to two shows that, you know, he was up in the Northwest, went up to Vancouver, down to Portland, he was in playing Seattle. And, and uh, you know, I was able to have Rowan, my, you know, experience the same thing that I experienced. Because I think he's playing better now than he ever has at 63 years old, you know. And so here he is at, uh, we were front row two times this year at a show in California, too. And uh, and uh, and just to experience that right there. And he, he gets it, too, you know, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, so then, of course, that 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 as far as that kind of real essence kind of, creative kind of stuff and then john young of course the mentor and got so much like it's hard to get into but but when it comes to content you know he's the stuff he's the person that got me in all this nature awareness stuff and uh when i saw him uh i was in environmental stuff when i was in college like environmental ed and like uh environmental groups and stuff like that and it was all activism based stuff in the late 80s early 90s and then i met up with john and then 
had an experience there when I realized, wow, you know, it doesn't have to be about anger all the time. It could be about education and connection, and that's where the real magic is. So that's what, you know, that's the the world that I entered in, in John's world, you know, uh, from that point on. And and he's so positive. Um, and and Ingwe, uh, he passed away about five years or so ago. He was in the early 90s, but he was born in 1914 in Africa. And he's one of the founders of Wilderness Awareness School. He's a white uh, British uh, ancestry, but um, he was raised by the local tribe, um, the, the uh, Kamba people there. And, um, I mean, you know, not like a Tarzan story and more like, like, you know, the, 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 his parents, um, there was like the house boy that was hired on the plantation or whatever was a combo and would take him to the, the, back to the village, that kind of thing. And so he got a deep love of nature that, and, and understanding of spirituality and nature that very few, uh, Caucasians have, your Europeans have, you know, and, uh, he brought that to Wilderness Awareness School and to, and to John and that positive, uh, thing. And he, he was also an ancestor of, uh, Lord Baden Powell. His name was actually Norman Powell and, uh, his grand, great uncle, I think, who started the Boy Scouts and, um, had been involved with scouting troops since the forties. And, uh, and then he, you know, renounced the scouts at one point because he didn't like what they were doing anymore and didn't like the lack of nature connection. And he's just put all those same energies into wilderness awareness school. And that's, mm. and so I had that mentoring too, that, um, and that really was, you know, a driving force of what learning herbs has become because we're all about the same thing, you know, being positive because it'd be really easy for me to, you know, <laughs> probably make more money, right? If I was, uh, as after, if I put like, uh, like things like, oh, the healthcare industry scare and we got to learn this stuff. Otherwise the world's going to end, you know, like I, I could go there, but I, uh, no, I couldn't actually, but I mean, like, <laughs> but, but I mean, one could go there and I think people do and some side, I kind of don't pay attention to them, but, um, and, uh, but that's not the place where we go. You know, we, we don't play on the fear and we don't play on the anger. Um, you know, that's not healthy and that's not good for the kids and that's not going to solve any problems. So to me, if we mm-hmm. stay positive, if we connect to nature, if we have uh, people have great, if, you know, experience because you know, people nature heals you know all wounds you know in a way you know emotional wounds and so it's like when people spend time outside when people connect with plants and where maybe you track animals or maybe you you get into you know learning about birds um or trees or anything they're spending time outside you know that uh that that, that it, it's it's a healing energy out there and so we can heal ourselves which we have to He's not, you're never done healing yourself. I mean, it's impossible. You know, nobody's ever fully healed, I guess, whatever that is. But it's a, whatever it is, life's a process. And then if we are working on ourselves, rather than maybe working on ourselves is a good way of putting it, then, then we can actually help others. You know, we can actually help others, in which um, that's the only way anything's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know where this started, but. well again that's a wonderful segue into my next question i Mm. think i just have one more for you john so whatever else you want to say you should just somehow magically roll in your members into this question your members couldn't Um, come up your your members couldn't come up with more questions um you know you're you're 102 john and you're Uh you know sitting on your front porch sipping your dandelion coffee (laughs) watching the waves roll in and um, (laughs) you know at this point what are your biggest contributions to the herbal community? Well, first of all, why am I sipping dandelion coffee and why can't I just drink real coffee? 
<laughs> well, I know you like dandelion coffee. <laughs> trying to, I mean, you know, I want the Highway 20 Hold blend. up your dandelion icon here. I want the, I want the twin. You, you can have real coffee, though. There All right, are lots good. of benefits to I can, coffee. I can, so I can switch up. <laughs> um, let's see. Didn't I ask you some good questions on there? I think I asked you where I left my car keys. Where did I leave my car keys? <laughs> yeah, you also asked why it's more fun to watch the Seahawks than the Sounders. <laughs> no, no, no. I said Sounders. <laughs> oh, I think you were confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two Washingtonians going at it. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, no longer New Jersey. I uh, gave up that. Gave up my New Jersey citizenship in uh, 1995. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny that we're herbal community. You know, I'm always going to say, ask me a question, and I'm going to be like, well, what, what is, let's define our terms here. Um, <laughs> because, you know, it's like, uh, to me, community, the word community, it's such an amorphous thing. Like, it's so huge, you know, and to me, like, I can wrap my head around communities when it's like, okay, an herb mentor community, because they're all the people that are herb mentor. Or there could be like a, a town, a community in a town, or maybe a local church, or a, you know, or, or a, um, you know, a school or, or something that's like, I, I can wrap my head around, you know, where I can see that there's members or people a defined thing in this community. But it's like, herbal community is something I think it can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Like some people, like if you're on Facebook talking about herbs, and that's the herbal community, or if you go to a, 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 one of the big conferences, AHG or IHS, or some of those, you might look around that and go, hey, that's the herbal community. And, um, and sometimes I think that kind of thing can kind of create a dividing line between people like and us and they're like, Hey, how can I be part of the herbal community? You know, like kind of a thing, you know? Um, so I, I like to think of the herbal community as everybody, because I think we all use plants, you know, every person, even the people that aren't aware of it, like, you know, your neighbor is, you know, they're using plant and you know, they wouldn't be eating if they didn't right? mm -hmm. all the cotton that they wear or wool and their, their bodies is plants. So we're all kind of, you know, and as Susan Weed said, I once I asked her, I said, uh, you know, how do you be an er herbalist? She goes, being an herbalist is very simple. It's like the simplest. All you have to do is breathe, you know, because you're having that exchange between, um, you know, the carbon dioxide and oxygen, right? So, I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't be. It's <laughs> a very Susan response. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see where my – yeah, and i got to tell you that a lot of this, I think, has to do with, um, you know, also who I've been mentored by in the herbal community <laughs> people like um susan weed and 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 my mentors like eagle song and sally who who taught me a lot about the wise woman tradition and and also um have you know having the honor to spend like four straight days working with rosemary gladstar this summer you know like on rosemary that was so cool you know like to be mm -hmm. at sage mountain i mean that was the coolest thing that was like getting this you know herbally that'd be like getting to spend time with bruce for four days you know <laughs> it's kind of like it's like i kept like wow there's Rosemary Glassdoors. This is so cool. Wow, I'm out to dinner with Rosemary Glassdoors. This is so cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> starstruck, right? For an herbalist. Um, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, they wouldn't see it that way because that's not the way they are. Um, but you know, I, I think that um, you know the con contributions to those. I mean, as long as long as like I'm putting a good positive energy out there and helping people it goes back to the same thing and helping the planet and just in any moment you know contributing with what i think i can very do with my gifts with my resources what like if i'm in that place or what's the best thing i can do now to help people and be positive um i you know for for everyone who to me is the herbal community then 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 i'm doing then i'm doing my job 
and I'm and and I'm doing a good thing. So that would be my contribution. You know, the contribution of just having done my best to create great experiences for people to learn and be inspired and transform. And I don't think you'd get much of a different response from, you know, Rosemary, Susan, if you asked them to, you know, like I, I don't, you know, cause I think they might see the herbal community as something, something larger than what, you know, than um, what you might think about it. So everyone listening to this, we're all part of the herbal community, you know, so, and so <laughs> are the, and don't, don't for, and don't, and don't forget the plants, you know, <laughs> the plants are part of the herbal community. They are the herbal community. Actually, they are the herbal community. We're the human community, I guess. Right. And we have right. to, and so what we really have to do is learn to work with the herbal community and, 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 um, you know, for, for inspiration and health and healing and, and to, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Make it all happen. <laughs> but anyway, there's my there's my response to that. Because I always I that comes from like a wilderness awareness school and people would always like move to our area looking for the community. And and by that by the time people would be doing that, like the wilderness awareness community was so huge, like international, and there'd be people locally and they'd be like, they're like, Where's the community? I'm like, oh, what, what community? <laughs> community are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> to me that 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 community was always just the people and what they're interested in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So, yeah. So that is what I would do. So, so what do we get to talk about now? We've been at it for a little while. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is fun. I was thinking about wrapping it up. Do you have, um, oh. you want to talk about the Seahawks or anything? Or? <laughs> well, that was an excellent game yesterday. I did watch it and over time, um, they redeemed themselves from that fourth quarter and mess up. <laughs> <laughs> But they shouldn't have lost against the Dolphins the week before. No. <laughs> but Rosalie and I do have this ongoing thing because I mean, Rowan and I go to and Haley go to s- soccer, Sales Sounders games, and she always makes fun of me because she's married to a European who's totally not into soccer slash, you know, football, but more into American football, really into American football. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Nope. <laughs> That's a, see, I'm, 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 I'm revealing things about you too, Rosalie. So you I know. know. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like we're, time's up. So. <laughs> Let's uh, just cut this. Who's going to edit this? I'm, you're not editing it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So moving on. Um, it's <laughs> well, it's been really fun to interview you, John. And, you know, you've shared so much from, you know, things I've never heard you share before from you know, how things started out and also, you know, future visions and um, plans for the company. So I think this is, you know, be a great, hope people listening have enjoyed it because there's definitely been some juicy tidbits in there. And it might and not happen again. I think again. everyone appreciates you switching to the hot seat today, John, and just sharing <laughs> a bit about your life and, and everything with all of us. And it might not happen again for another five years, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been fun. We could do it every month. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to do Herb Talk Live every month or whatever, but maybe we can do one of those every once in a while. Who knows? All right. Cool. So thank you. So wait a minute. I'm usually saying the one. So sorry. I, I messed up your – see, I'm so used to this being my show that I forgot that you you were finishing it. Yeah. <laughs> Should I say it again? Go ahead. <laughs> I could read the script over again. <laughs> 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 anyway, okay. We should go, go. So at this point, then you say you say goodbye again or something. Yeah. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening. Visit learningherbs.com for free ebooks, courses, and monthly lessons. You'll also find the Herbal Medicine Making Kit and Wildcraft, an herbal adventure game. Herb Mentor Radio is produced for herbmentor.com, our community mentoring site. 
Ferment Radio is copyright learningherbs.com LLC. All rights reserved. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it.